Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. It's And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. This is Amber Sheree. And Taylor Breeze here. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome back, you guys, for another week. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Why the what? long delay? <laughs> well, because you always like, you always laugh when I uh, give my introduction. Um, so I, I try to add some type of comedic effect to it. So today was a long pause. Okay. Sometimes it's an accent. Okay. Ooh, I have next time I am going to do a whole accent. <laughs> oh my God. Please don't embarrass us. <laughs> Apologies in advance for whoever she's trying to uh, act like. <laughs> hey, y'all. How you doing? Okay. Right. Please stop. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know whose person that was, but we're going to keep it moving. A country uh, girl from the South. <laughs> So how was your week? How have how have you been? Yeah, my week has been good. Um, it's been kind of one of those things where for a while I felt like stalled. Now I feel like I'm kind of making progress forward. Um, today I was actually going to go back to lab after I had a dinner with some of my uh, friends, kind of like classmates or whatever. Even though it's weird because we were classmates at the beginning, but now we virtually will not be seeing each other. Um, mm. But well, uh, too much. I mean, we work in some of the same vicinities, <laughs> sometimes not the same buildings, but even then, like, um, they separate out into different departments. So I'm going to be in the genetics department. Um, and then they're going to be ones in biochem and the other ones in like, anatomy and physiology and then another one's in biochem and then the other one's in pharmacology and toxicology so long story short um there's two people in the same department and even they don't see each other but um we had dinner um sorry I got really off topic (laughs) really into (laughs) all of that (laughs) it's all good it's all good (laughs) I've been pretty well so um I had dinner with them and now I'm here and I've been, you know, enjoying company of many and I took a trip out to Chicago last weekend. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, we had a pretty good time together. We had lots of yummy food. I went out dancing a proper night out, like a proper night on the town. I just get a little bit annoyed sometimes going out here in Indianapolis like I much rather spend the money on uh eating or something than like mm-hmm. actually going to a nightclub yeah. <laughs> because mm-hmm. um Indianapolis is just kind of different you know mm-hmm. um but nonetheless so that was fun and then I've been learning Greek and I've been getting better at Greek yeah so what um what software have you been using for that? Yeah, I'm using Duolingo. Also, oh, okay. I think the fact that I go <laughs> that intro, yeah, that's a good question. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's Duolingo, and it's been pretty nice. I've lost my streak once, but now I'm, like, determined to never lose my streak again because I was up to, like, 12 or 15. No, I was 12 for sure, days for the Mm -hmm. first time. And then I used up my freezes, and then I lost my streak. I can't remember what I was doing. Sorry. Okay, had a young. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I was doing or why I missed it, but um, yeah. So now I'm up to 15 days. I want to say today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on with me. Okay. Oh, I like that because it's hard to learn a new language when you get older. Your yeah. your brain just doesn't like have a lot of capacity as much anymore as you get older. So it's just, it's harder, but there's people, well, they probably started obviously, usually when they're younger too. So like learning 12 languages when they're like, I don't know, 15, you know, (laughs) 12 languages. That's a lot. The most I've met with someone in real life is like six, I want to say, but that's like 12. That blows my mind. Well, I'm obviously exaggerating, but I'm sure there are people in real life that know like that many languages. And I'm sure they're probably very much like maybe different dialects of that same language. Yeah. So like Spanish, but maybe the different types of Spanish, depending on where you are in the world, but then also maybe like Latin and then maybe like I don't know something else I'm just thinking of multiple different types of like languages people can speak that are maybe someone yeah and like a melting pot too like I could imagine like Portuguese and Spanish and English that's already three and then within that um you know I get what you're saying yeah yeah so those people are highly valued I'm sure (laughs) who can speak like so many languages my gosh and probably learn not only just to speak them but also how to read them how to communicate with them how to write with them like I think the most uh, the languages I learned throughout my life have been French Spanish and English Mm -hmm. I can read Spanish uh, somewhat can't even speak speak a little Spanish but French I can somewhat read French but I don't know how to really speak it well and those are way too two different languages so the fact that you're learning true very true and I know when I switched from Spanish to French like I did Spanish my freshman sophomore year of high school and then I did French my junior and senior year like I struggled like with like the accents with like the writing because they even though they're very similar they're different especially when it comes to like gender mm-hmm. and how you put the gender on on certain words and all that other stuff so anyways what made you choose greek um two reasons so one uh mom asked me to go on a cruise next year and starts in greece oh okay finishes in italy mm-hmm. um so that was like my first reason well actually that was my second reason my first reason is I met someone and she lives in Greece and she told me that um she actually started listening to the show so if you hear this yes nice. I'm talking I only have one friend that speaks Greek and lives in Greece and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so um I don't know even that like 
level of connection I guess I do want to know like how to speak more and I say African not in in terms of a specific language but African in the broad um, way of I do want to learn some African languages Mm -hmm. um, because I do also have a lot of African friends (laughs) so I have one Kenyan I have multiple Kenyan friends actually more than one (laughs) and then I have a few Nigerian and even within those two it's like do you speak Swahili or do you speak something else and then for or for Kenyan and then for um my like uh Nigerian friends I think there's like a base language but then there's a lot of languages from there and then I've had Ghanaian friends and they speak Fonti and Ashanti anyways it's like at, at some time I will want to do African but right now Greek is it because I have a friend and I want to relate to um her language okay hopefully you'll get a chance to actually stop by and go like see her when you guys go over there um so I mean that's that's nice and she'll help she'll help you correct your pronunciation if she need if you need help with it or you might be you know a star a rock star you might not need any help on anything I need the help yeah it's totally different (laughs) um totally different and they have different letters really hard so interesting how have you been um I've been good just a little tired um in my household right now my son is under the weather so that's always trying but work is busy right now that we come back we came back from summer shutdown so I'm just trying to like stay on top of like the condensed timeline but Mm -hmm. outside of that I'm really excited but anxious this week is our national um, Delta's national convention and I am a part of the host committee like way way far down like I'm helping Mm -hmm. on a committee and a committee like all the other stuff but uh, it's a lot of work for the two events that I'm helping with and I'm only just a small portion of it from the like the day of um, but I just want it. I just want the things that actually I just want the entire convention to just go well. And so um, especially representing our chapter here in Indianapolis. So I'm excited and I'm ready to be inspired. I'm packing my suitcase tonight because even though I plan to come back home every night, just in case like something happens and I don't end up making it all the way back to my house which is about 35 to 40 minutes away from the actual venue at least I'll have some clothes and some clean underwear down and I can like go sleep on someone's like a hotel couch or something for the night don't forget a toothbrush oh yeah 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 that too I'm like bringing a whole toiletry bag it's gonna look like I'm going on vacation when I'm like not going on vacation I'm just going downtown um but the reason why I won't, wouldn't come back is like if it is like um, super late because all of the events that I'm participating are that I'm helping with start at 9 p.m. and end at like 1130. And so what? Yeah. P.m. 
So and you're in so, charge of the nightlife? You you, are you <laughs> at somebody's club door? I'm kidding. I know someone that doesn't even go to clubs. They haven't gone to clubs in a million years. Um, but I'm helping with the step show. Oh. And then um, I'm helping with Club Delta, which is like. So the pregame to the club. <laughs> yes, pretty much. The clean pregame to the club because we're not serving oh. any alcohol. So if, you're, if you want to get drunk, you got to get drunk before you come here. Um. But for all the older soul wars that don't like to drink, it'll be something for them to do, you know. Uh, yeah, that's so fun. Anyway. Yes. So we're expecting, I think they quoted like fifteen to 20,000 um, soul wars that are actually coming to the convention. And then there's like a few more thousand that will be online. And for some reason, some of them are even online, but they're going to be in Indianapolis. And so it's about to be. It was a lot of traffic getting downtown today just to go get my badge and getting out of there. I can only imagine what it's going to be like for the rest of the week. Um, and so anyways, yeah, I'll be helping with the night events. And so it'll be nice. Kamala Harris. I'm so excited to see her. She's coming to the social action. I thought she was an AKA. She is. but. Oh she's like the first woman yeah just throw it in your face a little bit I know whatever screw you anyway (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding um but she she's coming she'll be a guest speaker for our social action luncheon which is going to be on Thursday I cannot wait there's going to be um, a gospel brunch, which I'm excited about. And uh, I know I signed up for a lot of other stuff, but I just can't remember all of it at this point. And so um, only thing I didn't sign up for was the collegiate luncheon, um, which I wasn't going to be able to participate in anyways, because um, I'll be helping with stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I am exhausted already and things haven't even started yet. <laughs> Me, I'm like, why did the life just drain out of you? <laughs> <laughs> Talking um, about 9 p.m. to 11? I what? know. And you're going to be sober? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I stay, well, hopefully I am sober so I can make it back home. I can't even, if I was actually drinking the whole weekend then I probably would have just got a hotel because there would be no way I would make it back home um but um but anyways so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun so I'm I'm ready to take I got my little notebook I'm ready to take notes I'm ready to be inspired I have I participated in one session today uh virtually and so I'm ready to like debrief on my thoughts on that um even if it's just thoughts and I don't even have to like write it down but it's gonna be a lot of fun so that's what's going on in my world like a lot is going on like per usual but all good things I know you're like always but all all good things um amen but, but yeah yeah so Taylor what is the word of the week yeah, so our word of the week is stability, but we're going to break it down to stable because um, Google defines stability as a state of being stable. So it may be a little bit more helpful to know the definition of stable. So it's an adjective and it is um, it means not likely to give way or firmly fixed. 
Um, there's also a medical condition, so not deteriorating in health after an injury or operation. And then uh, also to describe a person is by calling them stable, you're calling them sane and sensible, not easily upset or disturbed. So kind of leaning to that temperament. And I guess I kind of came to this word because <laughs> I was really talking to a friend about dating is what I was it originally came from. But the other context of it is just like for me right now in my life, like there's a lot of instability, but I'm trying to create stability out of it. And a lot of it is... Um, thinking with a long-term mindset and what it really means to sacrifice in the current term to get to where you want to be, which for me is a state of stability. And I realized like talking about dating, I want my partner to be stable, right? Like, but the idea of trying to create stability in my instability is very hard. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's one of those things about like being what you want, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of like what it came from. Um, and my thought, like this isn't how deep I got in the talk with my friend. But, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people don't like when you go like super esoteric or like <laughs> spiritual or like, so yeah. what does life really mean to you right now? Rather than just asking people like, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways um where do the week stability um find it create it so you can be stable okay all yeah. right yeah, we got like a little that. stability in our lives so yes take that <laughs> so taylor you had the thought of uh our topic for the week so i'll let you Tell the audience what we're going to be talking about. And then uh... you have me talking. Okay. So <laughs> I had a few classes of wine. Um, but anyways, uh, so <laughs> I was telling Amber my thought about talking about aging. I am a whopping 25. So I am. Uh, I You're know so a lot. About, oh, my God. <laughs> I know a lot about aging. As I have entered my mid-20s, I am now to this place of, um, okay, so um, so what does this mean, right? Um, the thing about it for me is like, um, 25 is not that old, but we live in a society that's so obsessed with age because if you think about, there's like this AI app out on... Um, instagram and everything like that like at first you know i know some people who are using it to see what their kids will look like and then there's some people over here to see what they themselves will look like when they get older mm -hmm. and for me i'm like i'm pretty sure like as i've aged i pretty much know what i'm gonna look like when i get older one <laughs> one like i'll know it when i see it you know mm -hmm. and i think that like drastic change between seeing yourself like where you are currently to where you'll be like 20 30 years from now is like crazy um you know like if I would have saw myself at 25 when I was 13 like what would that have meant to myself you know um yeah would you have but, changed anything 
would I have changed anything? Yeah, like if you know yeah. what you look like at 13 versus what you look like now, like if you the 13 year old self looking at the 25 year old now, would you have changed anything from 13 to 25 to make yourself not look the way you look no. now? Without like meditating on this and like really like finding my inner child, it'd be really hard for me to say because like me looking at it where I'm at now there's that mentality of like self-protection right where I'm like no I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be like mm -hmm. I couldn't have imagined that I would be here when I was 13 right mm -hmm. but like would my 13 years year old self be proud of me you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't have imagined this at 13. So would I at 13 be like, oh, I'm 25 now and I'm, you know, I have done so much or I've done this whenever. Like, I don't know what I would point out. Like, I don't know what would matter the most to me when I was myself 13 versus now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> Do you feel like <laughs> I don't want to throw, I hate throwing the question back on you, but what do you think about? Um, When it comes to like physical features, honestly, I felt like um, to a certain extent, I looked better as an adult when after I lost my baby weight and I was like really focused on like my health, I felt like I looked a lot better as a, let's say 32 year old than I did when I was I don't know if we're if we're using 13 because when I was 13 I just think of myself I was in middle school I think at that time middle school entering high school I was so skinny I was a twig I had no body except my my our mom used to say I had those thick thunder thighs, but that was about all that I had for myself. I don't even think you I really say had, you had thunder thighs, but I don't even really feel like you had thunder thighs. Looking back on it, I have thunder thighs now, but I don't think I have like. And when I say thunder thighs, it depends on your interpretation of it. I think of like when I put in. When I try to try on um, an average pair of jeans, like my thighs are usually the hardest thing in those jeans and my calves. Yeah. But yeah. that's because I was a runner and still kind of, I'm more of a biker now than, or cycler than I am a runner. But, but still got those calves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So building that up. But as far as my mindset and my personality I was a wild girl at 13 so <laughs> I think I I like my more tamer self at 32 I'm 33 now like if I'm just mentioning my age at this point um like I I, I appreciate the 20-year growth of of myself um and when I was 13 I can't I don't think I imagined myself being where, where I am and what I'm doing to a certain extent I knew I was going to be successful I knew I was going to graduate I knew I was going to work I knew I was going to make a certain amount of money I knew I wanted to be a mom and a wife but I didn't know when I thought actually that would happen early in my 20s but thank mm -hmm. god I didn't thank god I got a chance to live my like literally live most of my 20s I had junior when I was 29 years old so 
I've been there, done that, went to the nightclubs Taylor was talking about. Well, really, it was like the lounges. I'm not a nightclub type girl, but <laughs> drank the alcohol, did all, did the vacation, spent the money frivolously, like dated, and then end up marrying my long-term like dating partner. And, you know, like moved every couple of years. You know, I did, I did all the things I wanted to in my 20s. Yeah. So now in my 30s, I'm boring, but well, I'm stable. There we go. Stability. I was about to say things change and like your morals and like um, your overall effect, your personality, your outlook on life changes as you age. Right. So that's I think that's why it makes that such a hard question. Um, I, I also think another part of like the aging that you bring up very well when you talked about working out is just like taking care of your body and what that looks like as you age like (laughs) one thing I could tell you going out like I'm really cognizant of what I'm drinking and and the method of I'm drinking it um because I have pretty decent hangovers and for me mm-hmm. like once I start drinking is like drinks 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 so yeah. the fact that I can even be cognizant it, it helps me like not drink so much like college <laughs> days you know like when you go out and you just like slam smearing off in the car before you go into the party Ugh. or just like if you were the cool girl if you bought the bottle into the club or into the um house party or whatever mm-hmm. so it was so much like binge drinking in college like mm-hmm. to a greater extent right like because binging technically anytime you have more than six drinks is called binging but hmm. um anyways so yeah I think that as you age your body just kind of changes and so you had a kid though so like that's one of those things that like do you feel you reprioritized health as you had your child or do you feel like now being a mom you think about like what he's eating and what you're eating and what the family's eating and what does that like look like it's evolved so like I'm just going to say this. I took for granted my metabolism pre-baby. Like pre-baby, I could, you know, we lived in Chicago. I literally could eat all day and not gain a pound. Like maybe gain eh, two or three here and there, you know, over the course of the years I lived there. But we walked a lot. So So our atmosphere and our activity was definitely different I would I would clear 10,000 steps easily every single day I would go to and from work and different things like that um so with that and also being working out taking my health seriously you know continuing that practice of exercising as I did you know in my youth and bringing that into my um adulthood I I felt like it was more of a habit than it was like a something I'm trying to go for right now. But honestly, yeah. it wasn't until I had junior and I thought I would be able to have that same type of lack of discipline where I could just eat anything. 
and I gained almost 70 pounds when I was pregnant with my baby included and then I thought after that oh this will be off and it took me like two years to really get it off and get in like a good because it's one thing to actually get your weight off and it's another thing to get it off and make it look good you can drop weight and be Mm -hmm. flabby and all that other stuff but you can drop weight and be toned and and different things like that um and shaped up the way you want to so when it came to food my thoughts on food I didn't eat I ate whatever I wanted I would eat Big Mac cheeseburgers I would eat so much fast food like I remember living in Ohio and I would just go get um I was obsessed with Burger King onion rings with the zesty sauce like I would get that every day on my way home from work like I loved it it was a breaking on um, on off the highway in my route and I would just sometimes just go off of and just go over there so like I didn't care but after having a baby after losing trying to lose weight and then having a husband that is very uh, somewhat health conscious like he's always worried about his appearance and his health because he grew up the opposite he grew yeah. up like being the chubby kid, being the the fat kid in school, not really the metab like he would eat and then he would pack on pounds very quickly. His metabolism was not there. Mm-hmm. And so he has transitioned his body to be like a bodybuilder a, a few times in his adult life. And he liked the way that he looked at that point when he was focused on his nutrition and his exercise. And so he's very conscious about our child not living the life that he had growing up. So with the food in our house at this point is more healthier. Now I will say it begot, it, it not begot, it became um, the extreme of it when we went to Bali and they, if we're talking about aging and gracefully <laughs> in this uh, podcast, like, it's a whole different other experience when you take an international trip, especially when it's completely different than our culture here. And so when we lived, uh, when we went to go visit multiple Asia countries, but Bali and specifically, their culture is very holistic. And so they use a lot of the the earth and the dirt and they care and they tend to it and they do a lot. They eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and they cut their chicken the night before they cook it on the plate to you. You know, it's like very different type of atmosphere and going, having that experience and noticing the food difference and all the crap that they put in our food here in the U.S. But then also reading like Whole30 and stuff like that just really kind of made us be more conscious of looking on the backside of labels and being very mindful. And so we've definitely have added that to our child our child and so I feel bad for junior because I grew up we grew up on zebra cakes and Doritos and all that other stuff like that we could eat and we don't have Capri Suns and all that stuff in our (laughs) our house this man is over here asking for salad for dinner like (laughs) I think he's I don't think he if he is missing out he doesn't know yeah Yeah. he didn't didn't get the memo (laughs) No. And so, um, so yeah, to answer your question with a long answer, we've definitely um, been more mindful as we get older, what we're putting in our bodies and junior, we don't make separate meals for junior. Like every morning he eats oatmeal 
for breakfast than like an old man. And then from there, he, he like will have a salad for dinner Um, or, you know, obviously he does eat chicken nuggets because his favorite place is Chick-fil-A. Um, but outside of that, like he he eats steak, he eats vegetables, you know, broccoli, like he eats everything that his parents eat and he eats it. If he's hungry enough, he'll eat it. If he's not hungry enough, he'll eat it the next day because that's what we're going to eat. So <laughs> thinking about the fact that he definitely when I was over every time you guys leave me with him alone. I don't know if he thinks that just because you guys left, like, I'm going to take him to Target. (laughs) We should go to Target every time. Every What do you want to do, Junior? I think we should go to Target. (laughs) You're a bougie son. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to convince you to buy him a toy. That's That's what it is. I know. That's why he's got me twice. That's what it is. Uh, he's not going there just to window shop like he has very and his intention is for you to be bamboozled and end up leaving with $40 worth of toys so what do you think about this one now (laughs) what about one toy (laughs) it's just one it's just five (laughs) dollars I was like that's what your mom be saying it's just five (laughs) dollars Uh, we always have to have a speech every time before we go in like listen we are not buying toys well why because that's not what we come here for and so I always have to be like before we get to the door what are we not buying toys but can we at least look at them and then we can create a list for my birthday and then I'm like his bargaining because then he says well what about one once we get there and then you have to remember (laughs) Yeah. That I said none. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to stand your ground. He's not one of those kids though. Well, on the most part, he won't fall out and embarrass you. Mm-hmm. He'll just have a stink attitude. And then he'll just try his hardest to just convince you why he thinks he's right. So I guess he tries to manipulate you a little bit too. And then if it's too <laughs> expensive, then he'll be like, Well, we can go to five below. Their toys are cheap. And then <laughs> he be listening to y'all way too much. <laughs> Like, speaking about him, I think about, like, I talked about earlier when you asked me the first question about, like, what I would think as a 13-year-old of where I am now. But, like, to think about aging, right? I'm Mm -hmm. sure your son has made you see time a little bit differently. Um, I can think about like where I was in life and where I mean physically I was in the birthing room (laughs) when he (laughs) was born you know and um how different he looked (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah (laughs) I mean he always looked you know pretty much the same but like even that face change like he looks pretty much the same especially for you you see him every day so you may not see the changes until you see pictures in chronological order. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think about like children and now that I have, you know, nieces and nephews, um, well, I have a niece on the way. Um, Heather mm-hmm. should be due soon. Yeah. Um, I got While we're there, these... actually. What'd you say? While we're there, actually. Oh, really? 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you guys definitely like having children makes your life a lot of it, a lot of bit, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of, I don't know, in a great (laughs) amount. There we go. In a great amount, you, you guys' lives look different because children mark time Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Like, even just asking children about the concept of time. Um, Junior says things are tomorrow um, when it's not tomorrow, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> like, yeah. And so um, long story short, just like thinking about time and children and what it really looks like as from a child's point of view, but even as an adult looking in or being with a child all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. like I know he's still pretty young but like his growing does it affect you in some way like what does that make you feel like does it make you think about things differently or I guess I'm just kind of curious on what your perspective is um so if I rewind a little bit, because uh, I know you mentioned like tomorrow and, and yes, well, you didn't say yesterday, but I'll just throw yesterday in there. I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, he's been saying like, I remember this when I was a baby, like mm-hmm. when it comes to like music, when it comes to like certain cartoons, when it comes to books. And I'm like, you're still a baby. You're only three. <laughs> But, like, sometimes he's spot on. Like, he remembers. It's so weird. He'll remember, like, Hirvana. I play that song to death when he was, like, a newborn. Like, barely could lift his head up. We would play that song because I just really liked that song. But now he's like, I remember the song when I was a baby. And I'm like, how do you remember this? But he did, like, but he's not wrong. He, I did play it a lot when he was a baby. So it makes me think, like, the actions as a, as a parent that we do are the impact that we have on our children. We need to be very mindful of how we interact with them at all stages of their growth. And so something that could have happened to him when he was one, he might be, and might, he might be reacting to it when he's three. Yeah. Um. Even though we might think that children that are one or six months don't remember or don't have traumatic events because they can't communicate um, their thoughts and opinions and the way that they feel. I think their brain still and their feelings and their heart still kind of uh, box that memory in and they have reactions to it when they get older. They might not understand what it is, until they're an adult and they do, like you said, your inner child working, you're like, oh my God, that's actually pretty terrible. <laughs> or, oh my God, I'm actually grateful that that happened. And yeah. so for me, looking at my child uh, about to be four years old, I don't know, like, Junior's my road dog. Like, I, I know it sounds really crazy that he's three years old. And it's like, how do you feel like he's your road dog and he's three? But we've been talking to him like a grown adult since he was like born. So, (laughs) so like, and he interacts and communicates with us like he is 10, you know, like we'll have conversations with him and he will respond very like 
correctly. Like he'll respond in the correct way. And sometimes he says things that I'm just like, how do you know what that word is? And where'd you pick that up from? You know, it's just interesting. And so I'm noticing the, the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not naive, the innocence in him, um, for me and, and, and what he cares about and what he wants to talk about and the things that he says, um, is what ages me because, I think about, I mean, I can't quite remember everything at three, but I do remember, especially if you give me pictures and we have like our dad, our parents used to record a lot of things and take pictures all the time. I can look back and, and that memory of seeing myself at a younger age is triggering like in a sense of like a feeling or a thought or a memory and stuff like that when I'm able to visually see it. And so I can, when I'm thinking about him as an uh, as a young individual, it gets me, I don't know, excited, but it also makes me feel old because I am probably going to be one of those like crazy, not controlling, but very protective over my son um, type of yeah. parent. Like still going to allow him to have independence, but I'm still going to be like, um, absolutely not. <laughs> like, and so yeah. I think for me, like, I just, I see the innocence and the bubbliness in him and how excited he is about the small things and I just don't ever want that to go away for him and for me it always inspires me because it makes me feel like okay even though sometimes most of the time not sometimes all the time I'm exhausted um and I do things inside our inside our family and outside our family I just hope that my impact and environment that I'm providing to him is giving him inspiration to his his wife or maybe one day we might have a daughter, his sister, you know, or like him just seeing strong parents and love and stuff in his household and, and that he's able to just do whatever he w- wants to do. And so it makes me have more magnitude in what I'm doing right now because at 25 I really I cared but I didn't care (laughs) you know now that I have a kid I'm more mindful of my actions and my impact and so for him I just always want him to to be I don't know proud of me but then also in return I want him to I want to be proud of him and, and be able to really keep that light in him um, knowing that eventually it probably someone will dim it the world will dim it for him mm-hmm. but yeah and that's hard I mean th- being able to accept the fact that, that you can do so much groundwork but the environment that they end up in is not the environment that they come from mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of and I mean and some people I think a lot of times we we find people who are like never left their hometown or you know live in a podunk place and they love it and can't imagine it any different you know yeah and and that's okay like and realizing that um they like it there and so that's what's comfortable it's where they came from it's what they know and they're very yeah. just like risk averse in a lot of ways you know get a job but i think sometimes I can say for 
me being single and no prospect of children (laughs) (laughs) yeah go ahead yeah yeah I I I pray and I and I have faith um that I will have children one day but um I think that one of those things for me is just like thinking about those moments where you can find pure happiness right like those things about like you said he gets happy over the little things or excited Mm -hmm. by the little things so that makes me think about like for me and and my youthfulness inside I guess Mm -hmm. um and I mean outside I think I am pretty uh, youthful (laughs) funny enough Mm -hmm. so I like to go sorry I have to tell this quick aside this quick little story so I go to this bar I like to sit at bar to like pass time for some time for some reason sometimes and um this guy you know ends up like you know trying to talk to me or whatever I have a cool little conversation he's a scientist whatever whatever he um ends up (laughs) trying hitting on me essentially like trying to get with me and then I told him how old I was and I was like I'm not that young like I'm young but Mm -hmm. I'm like 25 and he was like that's about as tender of a something as ripe as can be that's what he said and I'm like okay he sounds creepy (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like okay I'm definitely going to make sure that I uh, bring out my protection and not go in any dark alleys um <laughs> on my way to my car when I leave by myself thank you yeah um, but <laughs> long story short um yeah I just think about like finding my inner happiness and I'll tell you this so coming back to the main thing of the story of talk or main through line is that like um being young and still like finding your happiness and like when are you you're not too old to find pure happiness Mm -hmm. um and so like for me going to Chicago this weekend I needed to get out of Indianapolis Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I wanted to go and one thing for me that I always feel like this weird like rush when I see the Chicago skyline oh my gosh it takes like driving in my god like I love seeing that skyline oh my gosh and it makes me feel like that's my moment of pure happiness Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah like I'm not thinking about anything but like it's stunning with the Trump Tower like lining it I know that's crazy but like (laughs) the way from the perspective that we come off of the Trump Tower and the um, Willis building kind Mm -hmm. of look about the same height but I think it's something about the angle of the Trump Tower or something yeah he picked a very perfect piece of real estate like perfection beautiful beautiful and then it doesn't block your view of the of the I call it the ocean but the lake Mm mm-hmm find it too yeah um, so it, it is really it's a beautifully designed skyline um and I was and I say that to say like that's my pure joy so my question to you Amber is when's the last time or when do you experience pure joy um 
when do I experience pure pure joy? I should have uh, I, you should have prepped me for these questions. I feel like you're interviewing me, uh, in this segment. I'm just kidding. Hey, I gave you a whole five minute soliloquy <laughs> to break your mind. Um, <laughs> yes, I did um, come up the questions for you. When do when have I experienced pure joy? Like when was the last time? Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much to get me to Chicago. Uh, until like reality sits in about like how expensive it is and people don't care about your car and they swipe you and it's just like but the food is like phenomenal I love the like I would go back to Chicago in a heartbeat um but nowadays being 33 years old honestly I think I feel the most rush and I, I would say joy when I get overwhelmed and I feel like I want to cry and there's like nothing to cry about is kind of how I feel like excitement and anxious, like just gratitude um, is when I'm serving. And I know it sounds so cliche. It's like, Amber, are you serious? But honestly, when I'm serving and giving back in the community, like the last time I felt that way was, um, and I wasn't really serving, but I participated, I had sit on a board for a STEM nonprofit and I went to one of their graduations um, for like one of the programs they had for children or the youth, one of their um, graduation ceremonies and just sitting in there and looking, being a parent and seeing these children, um, obviously they're older children, like middle, late middle school, high school, and seeing their minds and their presentations and I don't know. And then their parents being so proud of them. It just gave me so much joy for them because I'm just excited for them. Like they're just so inspirational. Um, and the keynote speaker was just phenomenal. Um, but uh, I also get joy in spending time with Junior because he's just again, he's hilarious. He he be trying it though. Don't don't think he's a perfect kid, but he just some of the stuff he be saying and some of the stuff that be coming out of his mouth and just like hanging with him and like learning about what he cares about just I don't know it brings me joy because I'm just like I don't know I'm just so excited for him just so excited for like the fact that he's just so fearless um so I think it's important when it comes to joy for, uh, I know I mentioned my joy being about people. And I think that's sometimes hard um, for a lot of people because they put a lot of like um, eggs into one basket when it comes to people. And people are very, um, not flawless, but they're very flawed. And so you're not going to find your joy in people all the time because they have different things that are important to them but um and sometimes that has nothing to do with making you joy you know bringing you joy it's it's whatever they care about but I think it's important for the listeners to know like if you are struggling with seeking your joy like do exploration so like get out there and do something like I say community work because I don't have to, like, all day long, I think of numbers, I think of crunching um, formulas, I think of answering people's questions and emails and working to solve problems, and when I get out in the community, I don't have to do that. 
and that gives me some peace like I literally can be picking up trash to help out with a kid's playground of for serving the community and it ha- that requires no brain power and no one cares what I do for a living you know and yeah. sometimes that that is what brings me joy because I can just be I don't have to live under certain titles or expectations and so yeah so find a hobby figure out like what matters to you um and I know you briefly talked about what gives you joy but do you have anything else to add uh, as far as like the Chicago skyline? I think Chicago, it, it ties in with the Chicago skyline for sure. I think what it does for me is like, it's about views, right? So that skyline is a, be- a beautiful, expansive, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially from the angle that we come in. Um, so thinking about like, just like having quite literally a, a pers- different perspective of the world, a perspective that differs from what I see every day yeah. um, helps that. Um, and I think that's why I enjoy community work one. Um, I think that's why uh, for the same reason why I like um, traveling as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not even just the one aspect of like, you know, going out and, um having the food experiences and everything like is awesome and I love it and I always eat very well when I'm in Chicago mm-hmm. um but I think that the other part of it is like just having a different perspective so like I plan on traveling I my ideal job is one where I am never home <laughs> when I get out of school again mm-hmm. um and but I still have a home but I also, you know, am traveling uh, internationally specifically and I'm manifesting mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where I don't have a specific time when I can think about like pure joy. Sometimes just like sitting outside enjoying a glass of wine, I feel like at bliss, but I'm drinking. So I, I tried not to like tie the drinking mm-hmm. to the joy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> that's not... Yeah your joy um it's more like a nice bliss but anyways um long story short I feel like being able to um find what's your truish nature and what it is that you may be lacking maybe or something that you long for is where you're true joy comes from <laughs> yeah. and it, it's part of your core nature too so I know that's kind of like really aloof um it may not be at all centered in like something that's like really specific but it I don't know yeah so anyways yeah. that's all I had to say sorry I don't know if you could hear noise I just no. okay no. good Okay. Um, one one question I have for you to wrap okay. this conversation up is: What would you say that you've you've done to yourself, like physically? For if we're moving back to physical aspects, mm-hmm. as we get older in age, we spent we've been spending a lot of time like on our mind mm-hmm. and our intentions a lot in this conversation. But what is the most either 
funnest is not a word, but I'm going to say it funnest things um, that you've done as you've aged that has either gone good or bad um, to try to make sure like you keep that youthfulness with yourself. What's the funnest thing that I've done <laughs> to that good or bad that I've done to try to keep the youthfulness? Yeah. So like I can answer it yeah. first if you need some time. To feel the youthfulness. So like when I think youthfulness, I think of like, obviously things a child will do um and okay. so th- that's what I feel like because there's things that I do to kind of keep me grounded but mm-hmm. like youthful you know what I mean like grounded at blowing off some steam at a nightclub or at a bar you know dance yeah. going dancing like during nightlife like those are things that I think about or that I do to blow off some steam but yeah. like to think about the youthfulness aspect, I think surrounding myself with youth, like I'm not surrounded, but like I being that I don't have children, I do have, you know, nephew, a nephew who lives close to me that I could be around more often. Um, Y'all are very busy. He is a very booked and busy little boy. <laughs> and my schedule is like, you know, variable itself too. So like, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a really around youth naturally, <laughs> like, unless, I mean, you know, whatever. So I feel like surrounding myself with youth helps keep me youthful too. Um, what have I you do- done to yourself though? That was the question, not necessarily what you're doing, but what have you done to yourself to make yourself feel, feel or look youthful? Oh, feel it. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe return back to my natural hair. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's not about youth. Like I, I've, I don't really do anything to look youthful personally. Um, I have worry lines in my forehead. I could get Botox. I have friends who have and do, um, or not Botox, but just like injectables. They call mm-hmm. them. Um, I don't care like so I don't really do stuff like for me it's just like enjoying myself with life so that I don't really I don't prioritize youthfulness mm-hmm. I, I guess for me I don't I don't really glamorize my youthfulness because most of the time when I was young I wanted to be older so like mm-hmm. you know um so yeah there's nothing about youth to me that um I really try to like bring in what do you like what would be your answer um so I have the opposite um effect um that you had in in the sense of when I was younger I feel like up until I had junior I was always looked at like I was younger like it's always a joke that Taylor always was like my older little sister, um, because when her, when we would go places, they'd be like, oh, so that's your older sister. I'm like, I'm actually like eight years older than her. Like she's actually my little sister. And so um, I've always looked like a child and somewhat, I feel like Nick has told me before, just like a child when I was uh, (laughs) pre-baby. And so um, 
and when I say dress like a child, I don't mean like I'm going to like forever or I was going to forever 21, but like a teeny bopper a little bit, like, like a college student, you know, um, not like a grown ass woman that I like was, you know, working a, a, a nine to five job. And so, um, for me, especially coming out of the pandemic, ugh, it's like you start something when you're like you have your regiment and things that you care about, like your nails, hairs, blah, blah, blah. And then you go into hibernation for like two and a half years and you really don't care about what you look like. And then you turn around and have to like be out in public now and you have to like care. And so <laughs> for me to keep myself youthful and not look like I'm dragging or tired, like not look like what I've been through all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I um I try to make sure like I keep my nose up and keep my hair fresh like um and so recently I've tried and I've probably been watching way too much YouTube so you guys like don't judge me but a lot of these little YouTube girlies all uh, including my favorite one Jasmine Love um they all do like random things like every I've noticed every woman that I follow that I admire on social media including YouTube all have like eyelash extensions and have their nails done all the time and have their hair fresh like whether you it's like, how much time and how much planning and how much you have to care to do that and money like, and money yeah time yeah. money yeah I just care yeah I mean I learned a lot about so recently for my birthday I, I was like I'll just get some eyelash extensions um my esthetician um had a cell going on she was like girl have you ever tried this before and I was like no but I'm willing to and she was like okay like we'll you know we'll try it I have a lot of customers that really love it and I'm like okay I've learned that she did a beautiful job on my eyelashes like I got so many compliments on it but I hate eyelashes like eyelash extensions um because I always feel like something is in my eyeball and it's gotten to the point where um I've had them in for maybe this is going on week two and I want to take every single last one of them out but they hurt because they're like glued to your own eyelashes so if you pull it you're like potentially pulling out your own eyelash you know how to take those off right we can take that offline um and so and then also too like you have to maintenance them with a special like wash or maybe I just got like brought into the gimmick of them all but I tried to do it because I'm like oh it looks so beautiful on women that are like my age or older that are doing it and I'm like I have beautiful eyelashes before I do all this like why I do all this like I just put some mascara on make them look longer and fuller and call it a day like it's not like I walk around with no eyelashes you know yeah. um keep playing I might not have no eyelashes if I did like the eyelash extensions you know depending on how often you taking them out without doing it the proper way true yeah. it's just like your hair you know or just, it's more like your nails honestly like when you get acrylics or you get yeah. powder and you just like start ripping your nails off and you just mess yeah. up your nail bed because you're not taking your nails off properly and so anyways, that's what I've done to be youthful. It was like, um, it was beautiful, the, the work that she did, but my um, stamina to wanting to keep it maintained, I, I'm glad I tried it, but I don't know how these girls, like when it comes to the time, I didn't know I was going to be sitting on that table for like two, three hours. I was just that's like, 
I was like, what? And I was talking to other um, women that are my friends and or that I hang out with that are like just associates. And they're like, oh, yeah, mine, mine are like two to three hours, too. And I was like, how the hell do you have enough time to do two to three hours every like four to six weeks? Like my hair gets done quicker than that. And she so, takes it, she washes in everything. I'm like, Ugh. this person who I talked to, like, he asked me if I ever do like braids, like singles in my hair. So, yeah, I did it. And then he asked, how, how long does that usually take? And I was like, son, it takes so long. Like, you have to mark off a full day. You yeah. damn near have to, like, if you don't want to do it during the weekend, because sometimes the, it gets crazy, you have to take off of work or be limited available. Like, it's yeah. so much to, like, do all of these things. Like, it is. you have to be an Instagram influencer and answering all of your emails and texts and DMs or whatever. Yeah. Like, while you're getting that type of stuff done. But with your eyes, they have to be closed, don't they, most of the time? Yeah, she closes your eyes because you want to keep your eyes closed because if you don't, the adhesive that she's putting on the lash extension can get in your eyeballs. And that's what happened to me. They started burning. Mm. And so she had to, like, put some wash in it. And we had to wash my eyeballs out because this is my first time doing it. And I was just like, I will never do this again. Like, I feel so... I feel trapped sitting on this table for two and a half hours. Like I never, even when I get my hair done, I like multitask with my, you know, work laptop or whatever if I'm not working. Um, but no, absolutely not. So anyways, I know you and I can go down a whole eyelash and preparation, like self, not even self-care. It's just more like preservation and how Maybe. you would like to look. You said yeah. fakeness. I said maintenance. Oh, it's like, dang, fakeness. No, no, no. Yeah. I wear makeup. That's the difference between you and me, too, though, is I'll put on some makeup, but I don't that often. Like, as I've got older, that's another thing. As I've got older, I do, like, minimal makeup. So it's just, like, fix the eyebrows, some mascara. I try to, like, smudge the mess if I'm being really lazy, like today. I put the mascara wand up to my eyelid and just kind of rub it when I get to the top to try to give like a tight liner type of situation. Yeah. Um. And anyways, so I'm like, it's I'm an eyebrows and mascara type of girl. And it's yeah. because I was not blessed with eyebrows. Um, okay. So I have to fill them in. <laughs> this is them filled in like that like if you look at them this is them filled in so interesting I don't know I mean we came from the same parents I feel like I've always had eyelashes and eyebrows maybe too much eyebrows but I do know like your hair is a lot thinner and curlier like and so and that's not my story but Heather has like a good mixture it's weird like mom and dad had three girls and they all came out looking I, I could tell you this mom's dna did minimal for me um, <laughs> it's, it's, all good. it's all dead <laughs> um but anyways so taylor yeah what is the self-care tip of the week yeah so the self-care tip of the week it's kind of shady um okay but it's, it's i've been in a shady mood um <laughs> judge the individual okay not the identities that they may have 
not the positions that they may hold mm. or be in, but judge the individual. Um, I said this to a friend speaking about dating. Um, I don't think she listens, but if you do, I love you, but I'm going to tell your business, but people don't know. So we were talking about (laughs) her dating someone. Um, and the biggest thing for her was like, but he's in the military. And for me, I'm sitting here like, okay, like I get the practical reasons of why you wouldn't want to be with someone in the military. Like if they get deployed and, Mm-hmm. you know this the the work that they're in being dangerous in general like mm-hmm. i can understand that but she at first couldn't she, i don't know it's just like it's just uh, i'm like okay so long story short i told her you know don't think that because he's in the military he might be a cheater don't think because he's Jesus. in the military <laughs> that escalated um i'm just saying there were there are common <laughs> conceptions she talked about how they all drive hellcats and um hellcats are jar- dodge chargers if you are um mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they're challengers nonetheless they're either a challenger or a charger but it's like a souped up one so anyway she was just like saying like the stereotypes about them right and i'm sitting here i'm like judge the individual like if he does something wrong he does something wrong but it might not have to do with his identity yes there are people with certain identities who do things more likely than others Mm -hmm. just because um it may be a social reason more than it may be a actual um real link you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's a link based on circumstances anyways okay so that's what i'm gonna leave you with um just be cognizant and discerning of the people who you are around um but not like overly skeptical just be uh, open to experiencing someone and what that may entail interesting okay. but judge the individual whenever you do have information okay yeah okay all right so like saying someone like oh he's a pisces like that's why i don't do pisces men now i do have a thing about gemini men but that's <laughs> that's another conversation so that <laughs> i'll end there so amber tell me <laughs> what's the tip of the week um, the tip of the week is just be mindful as you grow up, as you get older, the basic like stuff you could be doing. And so I know out of my 33 years of my long uh, life, just kidding, um, I've noticed that the stuff that I did in my teens, I could not do them in my 20s. And definitely the stuff that I did in my 20s and my teens, I for sure can't get away with them in my 30s so and a couple of those things are not drinking water and mm-hmm. not being mindful of staying hydrated that comes in so many different like forms like it's so important I mean they we've been raised like drink 64 ounces of water like ever since we were in elementary school you know that's like the basic things we learn about the food pyramid but a lot of us don't practice that. But as you get older and you start aging and metabolism, and this is for men and, you know, both men and women, 
your body changes, your hormones change, all sorts of different things change. And so just doing the basic things like drinking water, doing 30 minutes of exercising, you know, whatever that is, that could be a walk, getting your sleep um, is so important. And then for me, this might be a little controversial, but not eating first thing in the morning when you wake up because, and then not eating super late at night. I do it sometimes, but um, you will definitely feel a lot more energy when you let your body take a break and process the food that you put in your body. And I didn't used to care about that when I was younger because I'm like, "Eh, it burns off fast. But as I'm getting older, like I feel it. When I eat late and I wake up in the morning and I try to eat, like I feel like a a balloon, like I feel so bloated. And so that also could be because my hormones are all like trash since I've had a kid. So (laughs) that could be it too. But I I really do think it's important. Um, And I do think that it's true. Like when you wake up to just really give your body a chance to reset, don't starve yourself. If you're hungry, eat. But like, if you're not hungry when you first wake up, like really get in tune with your body and food and your relationship and water and just being like mindful of how you treat yourself. So that's my tip that I'll tell you guys, like the way that you treat your body right now will really give you, will pay dividends as you get older. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard because when you go on vacation, you want to eat everything, you want to do everything, you want to go all the brunches, you want to drink all the alcohol, you know, or or just on a regular basis, when you're stressed out, you want to eat your pizza, you want to eat your Popeye's chicken, you know, whatever it is. Mom loves White Castle. I don't understand that, but that's her place. You she know, that off to me, but mm. only when I got like super drunk. Anyways, yeah, I just the thought of eating a White Castle burger it just makes me want to throw up. Um, I just crave those bad boys. My God, ugh, it's disgusting. Um, and so reeling it back um so just be mindful because you know uh we won't go into like health issues and stuff like that that's not my point my point is just to get more in tune in your body and just do the basic stuff if you don't want to do anything else drink some water take a walk and get your sleep you know whatever that um, that might be and so you see the bags under my eyes girl these bags been here since (laughs) i was your age oh my god and they get worse as I get older. So take eye cream has been my savior. Like yeah. get some eye cream. You know what sounds heavenly? What's that? Those cold metal rollers. Mm, yeah, I have one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. For the morning. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at theinnercircle.podcast. You can also find us on the, uh, find, send us an email. <laughs> you can find us on Gmail by sending us an email to <laughs> theinnercircle.podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, share, DM all of our episodes. I was going to say the CD, but I think you guys are over that. So, um, definitely do what you do yes <laughs> you make a spotify playlist and then add us add our podcast to the playlist where you send it out to your friends but that's just a thought that's cute uh, yeah just a thought um and so uh we again like we say in every single episode we're so appreciative 
of you guys coming to support us every week, every other week or whenever we get these up. So <laughs> every every couple weeks, every week or every other week, uh, it varies. But every single time we post, we really do appreciate your guys' support. And we've been doing this for almost three years. It'll be three years in September. And we've posted over, published, edited, everything over 100 episodes. Wow. Um, what are we at? A hundred what? Uh, that I don't know, and I want to. Oh, I thought you had it. Online. I thought you had it up. My bad. Nah, nah. But um, we really do appreciate you guys, and so we can't wait to talk to you guys next week or the week after next or whenever we upload it. Again. Whenever you hear this, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye.